You're listening to the FemCon Podcast with your hosts, Chelsea, Chantel, and Vanessa. This powerhouse trio will lead conversations around motherhood, entrepreneurial startups, beauty, fashion, and sex. Join them as they seek to inspire you, guide you, and motivate you to crush every facet of your life. Now, pour yourself a glass and let's go. Welcome to episode three of our Fem Chat podcast. Guys, we are super excited to be hopping on and chatting with you today. And we are even more excited because we have our first special guest. We have Millie Fox joining us. Say hi, Millie. Hi, everyone. Millie is a mama to cute little Rosen. She is a super boss babe over at Junior Fox ring slings, which we all love. Um, And she is an amazing mindset coach. So we brought her onto the show today to talk about all things money, honey. She's got some great insight when it comes to manifesting and really highlighting the struggles that we have as women, as moms, when it comes to accepting all things money. So we're super pumped to have her on. I don't want to talk too much and steal the show. I definitely want her to do that. Um, so we're going to throw it over to you, Millie, and we can't wait to hear all of your juicy and insightful insight. Okay, awesome. I'm so glad to be here. So thank you first off for having me. Uh, I want to just get straight into it. Uh, Money is such a loaded topic. You know, it's one of those things that people say, like, don't talk about, you know, sex, money, religion, whatever. So it's (laughs) uncomfortable. I know, right? It can be uncomfortable. And I think the reason that it's so uncomfortable for people to talk about is because there's so much conditioning around money. There's so much fearful, um, you know, beliefs around money. There's so many things that we grew up hearing that are negative about money. And especially as women, we hold so much guilt around money. We hold guilt around like receiving. We hold guilt around the fact that we don't make enough money, um, that our work isn't valued, all this kind of stuff. And I think it really just sort of filters back into this belief that so many women carry that we are not enough. Um, So it's really about so much more than money, but money is just one of those hot topics that I think women are really affected by so much. I think, and just to touch on that quickly, especially being a mom and being Mm -hmm. on maternity leave and then trying to figure out uh, whether or not you go back to work, is it worth it? And I know a lot of times first time moms are juggling with that whole thought of like, I can't leave my baby. This is horrible. Can I make this work? Will this work? So I think that's a huge, huge topic in itself Mm -hmm. and something that we can definitely chat more about because I think like so many women are feeling that, especially as a mom. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just this sort of like belief that money is hard to get, like we don't have access to it, but really, I mean, with all the negative negativity that surrounds money, we might even think that negative, that money is a bad thing. Like, I think a lot of people hold that belief that money is, is evil, you know, money is the root of all evil stuff, like many beliefs like that, that we carry and we hear over and over again. And so do you, oh, sorry, go go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, do you believe that having that negative mindset towards money is actually 
creating a block to receiving more? I do. I, really I, I agree with you. And I, I, I believe the same thing. Reach. <laughs> yes. Honestly, um, I changed my mindset a year ago and my financial situation has improved dramatically. Um, and it was literally, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Catherine Zinkina and Gabrielle Bernstein, um, but I did a lot of listening and reading mm. um, like the universe has your back and Catherine Zinkina's podcast and really implementing some of those strategies really helped me a lot. She's um, manifestation babe, right? That's right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and so, and I love watching your dances every day and talking <laughs> about money. They really do uplift my mood. And it's a great reminder every day in your stories um, that I need to keep working on it because manifesting money isn't something that you can kind of just like, okay, I've, I've, you know, I manifested that one goal and now I can just like kind of wash my hands of it. It's something you're doing and practicing every day. Am mm-hmm. I right? Yeah, it's like a muscle. Honestly, it's training your brain to look for um, opportunities, essentially. So I think that's what manifestation is. I don't necessarily think that it's magic, although there is definitely some magic to it because really crazy and awesome things can happen. Um, But essentially, like my belief about manifestation is getting really clear on what you want and then being open to the inspiration for how it's going to come to you. So not necessarily like, you know, showing up exactly, exactly how you picture it. Um, There's this whole other side of it, like with human design. I don't know if you ladies are even familiar with, but how certain like different people can manifest in different ways, but that's a whole next topic. Um, Yeah. So essentially it's just like getting really clear on on what you want and then being open to the inspiration for how that can come to you and dropping all of your self-limiting beliefs that are blocking you and all of the places where you're blocking um, your receptivity because like I struggled with this for so long is that I hate receiving gifts and favors and I'm the person that does things for other people. I don't like to have people help me or give me things. And like so many people are awkward about getting gifts, you know, they're like, Oh, I just don't like receiving gifts. It's like, girlfriend, we need to open you up. You know what I mean? You need to get comfortable receiving gifts, receiving help, especially as moms. I think all of us like try to like grin and bear it. And we have this mindset that like, we need to just suck it up and do everything ourselves. And I just think that that is blocking us and making us so miserable and definitely affecting the manifestation part and the money part of our lives. Yeah, 100%. For me personally, (laughs) I'm always around the mindset that I want to buy it myself. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of how I was raised. I've been working Ooh, yeah. since I was 14 years old. Too, like girl. everything I've wanted, I've bought. I've yeah. never, I've worked hard to be yeah. where I'm at. So it's yes. never been a case where it's like, oh, I want my husband to buy me this. Or me it's like, too. no man, I'm buying it for myself and it yeah. feels good. It feels good. And let me tell you something about that. So my husband is eight years older than me. He's more established than I am. Like he has been since we met, like just, you know, eight years ahead of me. (laughs) Um, And I've always had a problem with him buying me stuff because I enjoy buying things for myself. But more recently, I realized like, I think this is one of the universe's like tests for me to 
forced me to learn how to receive because I always thought that I'd be like the major breadwinner. I thought that I would be making like tons of tons of cash. Like this was always the plan. I always worked. I always bought things for myself. So recently he said to me, I'm turning 30 in December. And he said, I want to buy you a designer purse. And I was like, no, (laughs) I want to buy it for myself. I was like, I don't want one until I can buy it for myself. And then I thought about that for a while. And I was like, I think that's my problem. Like, I think the universe is like, girlfriend, you need to learn how to accept before we're going to like put the cash monies in your bank account. So you need to open yourself in all these different areas. So I went back to him and I said, yes, you can buy me a purse and (laughs) you can buy me shoes too if you want to. (laughs) Love it. Like, I know that sounds super duper privileged and I know that we are very privileged for me to even be able to say that. But I mean, actually, my husband's taught me so much about money mindset. He comes from a totally different upbringing than I do where like he was just raised around positivity with money and I can just see the difference that that's made in his career. Like, it's really incredible. And so can we talk about that a little bit? I know you often talk about like how your childhood, like your upbringing and just things that you were essentially conditioned to believe as a child actually um, manifest themselves as an adult in, the, in your, mm-hmm. the way you think. And so you talk a lot about, you know, we don't have money for that. We can't afford that. Do you think money grows on trees and how all those things ultimately are preventing us now as adults to believing that money is an unlimited resource? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it makes us feel like money has to be a struggle because that's what we saw. And that's what we grew up believing is true because that was our reality and that was our world. But I mean, it doesn't have to be true because you can see a lot of other examples around you where people came from nothing and they really succeeded and they really excelled and they ended up very well off. So one of the major things um, that you can do as part of your process is find expanders. Um, So an expander is somebody who kind of comes from like a similar situation that you do or a similar background that you have, and they've done what you want to do. So TV can be a really good place to look. Like, so that's why people love celebrities, right? Because there's so many success stories of people who came from basically nothing and, you know, hit it big, quote unquote. Um, So I have been really enjoying watching like fancy real estate shows lately. I just found uh, Flip It Like Disick. I didn't even know this existed, but My Scott that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just expands me to see, like, the possibilities of these homes that I could one day own, you know. Um, that's the – I don't want to be, like, Scott Disick, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I follow this other woman um, named Amanda Francis. Um, she actually coached the Manifestation Babe, so – that's interesting um, to go and see like the coaches of the coaches that you follow. So uh, Amanda Francis came from like, just like a regular family where they shopped at Walmart and whatever. And now she's making multi-million dollars every year doing exactly what I want to do, which is like Mm -hmm. online coaching, teaching women about, you know, basically like tapping into their power and all this good stuff that we can do for ourselves by changing our mindset. Um, So I mean, if someone wanted to make one change like right now, what would that be? And um, 
to kind of see, to see some, to like, okay, this actually does work. Like if you were mm-hmm. going to say to someone, like, let me show you that this is going to work. What would be the number one thing you would say? Well, so the first thing you definitely have to do is get clear okay. on what you want. And then what a really good, like quick and dirty uh, way to get into this is to do this quick exercise where you imagine exactly what you want and then you imagine somebody showing up at your house and giving you exactly what you want and you have to ask yourself could I accept that and you have to ask yourself can't like if someone handed me a check for 10 grand right now would I be able to accept that or not and then depending on your answer you need to rewrite your beliefs right so you need to examine like just say I with the 10 grand check example if somebody showed up and gave me a check for 10 grand and I said no I can't accept that you have to say well why and if I said well because I didn't work for it I need to prove that I'm worthy by working really hard to get that well there's a block why do you feel like you need to work super hard to receive something like why can't you just be open to receiving any kind of goodness like and you need to go into that belief and you need to journal on that belief figure out where it came from and then start rewriting the belief so this was one thing i got really hung up on was when you rewrite quote unquote rewrite self-limiting beliefs i thought it was like you just, you just like do it once or twice and that should be it and like say it as an affirmation but that's not true so the if you want to get into it really quick pick one is really sort of like seems achievable to you it doesn't seem too out there and too crazy so some achievable thing that you get clear on that you want ask yourself if you could accept it right now right here right now check out the limiting beliefs that you have behind that clear them out, and then get into the actual feeling state of what it would feel like when you receive the thing. So if your goal is like, I want to get an extra thousand bucks this month, and that seems reasonable to you and achievable, imagine what it will feel like when you look at your bank account at the end of the month and there's an extra thousand dollars in there. And So the quickest way that you can get into the vibration of whatever it is you're trying to manifest and attract is to feel the feeling you would have when you have the thing. So you don't want to be in a state of wanting, you want to be in a state of having so that you're a vibrational match to whatever it is that you're trying to call in because that's very powerful. Um, It tells your brain that it's possible Um, It tells your brain to start looking for more possibilities for how that could happen so that you'll have more inspired action ideas for how to do it. Um, It's like your brain is this magic connection maker, right? Like it has all of these like neural pathways and it loves to try to connect different dots, even when we're not consciously trying to connect. So it's like a pattern pattern seeking, right? So we try to like see what fits where and matches where. So if we are in this feeling state, it opens up our brain to be able to make those connections and to find new ideas uh, for how to make the thing come into your reality. So I would say that's the quickest way is to get into the feeling state of whatever it is. And that's like sitting with it. And this is why I think that affirmations don't work for most people because they don't actually believe whatever it is they're saying. So we need to actually get into this like, 
feeling state of the belief that it's already happened, right? So if you guys need to jump in and ask any questions, feel free. But this is what athletes do, right? They imagine winning the race. They imagine what it would feel like to like make the shot to, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to do to do the jump to whatever. They get into that mental um, visualization of it. And that's, that's, and that's exactly what it is, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. and, and it comes down to when the secret first launched, I think yeah. I was like 16 years old yeah. and my dad showed it to me and it like literally like changed mm-hmm. my life. I watched my dad showed it to me too. DVD, I read the books. I had the audiobooks. Like that was like a game changer yeah. and still at 30 years old, almost what, 15 years later, it's still something that is so powerful. And it comes Mm -hmm. down to like, ask, believe, receive. And like, you literally visualize that it's yours. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to vision boards. I've done vision boards. I've even spoken about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I learned it since I was 16 years old, have had a vision board. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy to look back and it's like, oh my God, these things have come true. And there's so many times throughout my life where I visualize, like, it's like, this is what I'm going to have. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to own a house with a pool. Like I don't, I just, I'm putting it out there. Like it's, it's on my board. That board gets lost. Like we have kids and we go through life and all of a sudden it ends up there and you're like, holy shit, this all came mm-hmm. to fruition. But yeah. I think the power of vis- visualization and just like really believing and, and believing is want, the key, right? It is. Mm-hmm. And really believing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not even in the right mindset. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't really feel this right now. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. put this on hold for a second. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to it. And then there's days where you're like, oh yeah, like I got this. This is yeah. Honestly, sorry. I was gonna say maybe I need to make myself a vision board because I am total. Like, I am not. I'm. I don't even know what the secret is. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. Stop learning to do. The big thing. This is, I'm actually learning. This is nice. Like, Mm -hmm. this is nice. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm actually learning something. I like it. (laughs) Chantel, are you believing it though? Because I know you have a really hard time with the word manifesting. You've talked about that before. So, what are your thoughts right now? Your honest thoughts? I'm I'm going to (laughs) try. I don't know. It's just, it's never really been my thing. Okay. So, I think that the major thing that most manifestation um, literature, let's just call it, uh, misses is the self-limiting belief stuff. So it seems too like magical and woo-woo without that piece. Cause it just seems like, Oh, believe it. And it'll come happen. into your life and it'll happen. It'll come yeah. into your life. But it's true that if we are programmed to not believe it's possible, we will self-sabotage, right? Like if you don't think that you're worthy of something and you don't think it's actually possible for you, it's not just going to magically show up in your life. So even if you did make a vision board, it could be completely BS and useless if you didn't go into each of those things specifically and ask yourself, like, do I actually believe that I could have this in my life? And dig into why you don't think you could. Like, for a long time, I thought, you know, like, I'm, I'm not worthy of any of these things unless I work really, really hard to get them. And I'm also not worthy of these things because, 
you know, like rich people are assholes and I don't want to be an asshole. Like that kind of narrative. Or money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like my family will like, will feel alienated from me if I'm richer than they are, you know, like I'll feel, you know, guilty around my family because I have so much more than they do. Like these kind of things, like you don't want to make other people in your life feel bad or whatever that they may not even be conscious beliefs that you have until you start to actually like journal on it and dig into them. So I think that's like the more psychological piece um, that so many things miss uh, on the whole manifestation front. Like we really need to question all this stuff that we're holding on to that we probably don't even realize. But I think it also comes down to sometimes people just aren't comfortable like getting into their own thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you have to be willing to just kind of sit there alone mm-hmm. and just be like, mm-hmm. okay, like what is this? Like what am mm-hmm. I feeling? You know, which direction do I want to take? And sometimes like it's just not for people, right? Like it's just like if I'm you're not willing to go there. going on my everyday and mm-hmm. let's not worry about like all yeah. mindfulness think, and mind yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think well, a lot of people kind of prefer to just live in the like middle zone, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of being vulnerable and sometimes being vulnerable, mm-hmm. especially with yourself and like actually owning things that you maybe don't want to acknowledge or believe mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. yourself is really difficult. It um, is. I mean, I talk I'll, a lot about vulnerability too. Yeah. And I mean, I'll write, I know when I, I do some journaling sometimes and I will think something in my head, but I'm almost too ashamed to actually write it on the paper because mm-hmm. it's like, no, but if I write it down, then it's almost like it's, it's real. real. Like I can't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, I want to write mm-hmm. that. My, my, my hand is not physically going to do it because that means I actually had that thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'll, sometimes I'll push through it and write it down and it, it's so liberating. It It really is. It feels good, but it's, it sounds silly that it's hard to write something down, but it is. Yeah. It feels icky. You know, it's like, you don't want to acknowledge that. You're ashamed almost like you're like, Oh my God. Like I, did I just think that? Like what is going on? And then when you write it down, it's like, it's real. It's there. It's in their words. But you know what? Shame cannot survive in the light. Hmm. Shame can only live in the dark corners of your mind. And once we start to expose the shame, it starts to like suffocate and die. Girl, that was gold. <laughs> I can't I can't take full credit for that. That is straight out of Brene Brown, but <laughs> it was good. It's legit. Really good. It's super true. So I just saw Brene Brown. She's on on Netflix, right? Yes, she has a Netflix special. Yeah, we had a good? bunch of people at work talking about it. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta like I keep reminding myself, like, mm-hmm. go check it out on Netflix. If you don't want to watch the full Netflix show, you can start with her TED Talk on vulnerability. Um, it's shorter, and I think it's like 20 minutes or less. So oh, nice. um, I am a huge fan of Brene Brown. I like The Gifts of Imperfection. Her, her book, um, it's one of her earlier books, actually, is basically like my gospel. Nice. <laughs> it's so no. good. I've read it probably like five times in the last year. Oh, wow. God. So – 
that's a good segue, yeah. um, especially as we kind of wrap things up. What are, are there any books, any podcasts, anything that you love that anyone who is super motivated and inspired right now, um, mm-hmm. what can they do? What can they read? They can definitely join your segment and yep. you talk all about that, um, yeah. but tell everybody. Okay, what can so we do now? First thing you can do is come and join my Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> my Facebook group is called Move Exclamation Point with Millie Fox. Um, or you can just like DM me on Instagram at Millie Fox. There's no E, it's just M I L L I F O X. And I'll give you the link if you can't like manage to remember that. Um, and yeah, inside my Facebook group, I'm doing a free live training next week. Well, I guess it'll be this week by the time it airs. And if you head over to my Facebook group, you can find the post pinned to the top where you can get the link to the schedule. Um, And that's going to be called the Road to Riches. So it's like a free one hour, one and a half hour live training call with Q&A at the end so I can answer all your questions about money manifestation. Um, And then in terms of books that I've read, that I found really helpful. I'm like, let's be real. They're audiobooks, because <laughs> how many moms have time to just sit and read? Mm-hmm. Uh, so lately, I've listened to quite a few. I think the one is called Millionaire Mindset or Mindset Millionaire. I can't remember, but it's by this guy called Harv T. Ecker. That one was pretty good. Jen Sincero's "You're a Badass at Making Money." Um, and the other one was called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Ooh, love it. Like by, that. <laughs> by Denise Duffield Thomas. Um, I don't really have any podcasts right now that I'm listening to for like money manifestation stuff, but Manifestation Babe is a great person to follow, as well as Amanda Francis. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff on manifestation. I think she calls herself the Manifestation Queen. Um, but you can just find her on Instagram at XO Amanda Francis. But yeah, I'm going to be launching a four-week course on money called Miracles with Money that's going to cover all of this sort of stuff, like your past, your present, your plan, all the blueprint stuff you need to start making serious moves in terms of your own money situation and your self-worth situation. Because we didn't actually directly talk about that, but it's a huge piece. Um, in the whole money manifestation world. Absolutely. And we'll be sure to tag your Facebook group and your Mm -hmm. Instagram within the podcast. And then maybe what we can even do is share some of those profiles in the books that you just shared with Mm -hmm. us on Instagram so that people can either purchase it or take a look at the accounts Mm -hmm. um, and kind of look through and and see, you know, what tickles everyone's fancy. I'm curious now. Chantel is curious. (laughs) Well, Millie, you have done a good job. (laughs) When we were talking about this episode, Chantel was like, oh, I hate that word manifesting. (laughs) I don't, I don't hate the meaning. I just, I think it's just the word. I think it just gets thrown around so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like this trend all of a sudden. It's a buzzword. And I think that's why I'm kind of like, ugh, manifest. Like I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, But hopefully you feel a little differently about it now. (laughs) (laughs) I do. 
I feel like a really quick way to see if it works. I do this sometimes with myself. If I'm going to the mall and there, it, feel, it looks like it's really packed, I'll literally manifest finding a parking spot like up close. Have you guys ever done that? Uh-huh. It works. I'm not even kidding. If you're like, I am finding a spot up close. I am not taking my kids out of the car. I'm telling you guys, it's like as I'm going down that aisle, someone is pulling out of a spot and it just like magically appears for me. Seriously, try it. Let me tell you a trick that I recently learned. Uh, If you go to the mall and there are like expensive department stores, Mm -hmm. um, like Saks Fifth Avenue or, you know, Nordstrom or whatever, much fewer people will park outside of the expensive department stores. Absolutely. <laughs> so like Great place at, to park. Uh, at Sherway, the, the space in front of Saks is always empty. And so is Nordstrom. I pulled you know, right I, to the door. That's the best parking spot at Sherway. But yeah, you guys want to know something? I know so many people that don't feel worthy to walk into an expensive store. Yeah, I'm who, in there. Right? It yeah. is an I mean, you just got to break through those walls, right? It's my favorite. (laughs) For sure. I know. I always felt like I was going to be found out. Like they'd know that like I should pinpoint you like, oh, who are you walking through our doors? You know what? Funny thing I heard on the radio that Mm -hmm. people that work at these high end stores, like the Mm -hmm. Chanel boutiques, Mm -hmm. they are trained to treat you like a piece of shit because statistics show that you are more likely to purchase because People to show them like I'm gonna screw you. I can buy this bag. Oh my god! It's like Pretty Woman, the movie Pretty Woman. Exactly. When she's shopping in the boutique. There you go. And so that's exactly the mentality that they have been relaying onto their staff is that you don't want to give people the warm and fuzzies because the warm and fuzzies are making people purchase. It's when you're very standoffish Mm. that people are now like, well, Mm. screw you. I can't actually afford this, so they buy it. Almost out of spite. Yeah. How many like, times you know, heard someone say that though? Like yeah. they didn't think I was going to afford it, and then I went and bought three pairs of shoes. There you go. Right? Yeah. But you like you have to just remember, like if you are one of these people who feels super uncomfortable, like rich people don't look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So they're not sure. going to know by how you look, but they might know by how you act. Right. <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah. So you got to work that muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, sometimes I just go in to look at stuff just for fun. I know I'm not going to buy anything because I can't buy everything in these stores. Like, no way, men. But I just go in to work that muscle, like, to look at the stuff. Like, what would I buy? What would I buy? Visualize all of those things in your closet. And I'm like, yeah, that's coming home. That will come home with me one day. I'm really good at this. I love it. Chelsea is good. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for having me. That was really great. I'm glad that we got to cover so much in such a short time. And yeah, I'm so happy. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on here today. I think a lot of people are going to walk away with a lot of new tips and some money in their pocket at the end of the week. Um, So (laughs) go out there and manifest some money, guys. And then let us know in the comments if you have been able to manifest something in your own life this week. Make sure to rate and review us, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.